God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. If at first you don't succeed. Oh, shot you in the camera. Does yourself fall into. Oh, shot you in the camera. You're in. <laughs> wow. Look at that. <laughs> Look at. Come on, you might. Come on. It's going around. Going around. Wow. If at first you don't succeed. Dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again, try again, try again. Okay, they said, let's see what's happening. No sound. Oh boy, we can hear you now. I can hear you now. I can hear, there you go. If at first you don't succeed. Oh, dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again, try again, try again. R.I.P. the baby girl. Yo, this is the Woman Evolved Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and here we are on the struggle bus. I see you, Ghana. Alma Scott is here from Ghana, Accra to be exact. Uh, Wausau, Monica Gray from Wausau in the UK. You better. Let me see. I saw somebody here from Guyana earlier. Let me tell you something. Delegation international than ever before. She lives in Purpose is watching from Fort Worth, Texas. Lamaya is watching from Syracuse, New York. Nicole says, I have been waiting to catch a live and we have been waiting for you to catch this live. First of all, started the podcast, sound wasn't working. So you know what? We did not do catch these vocals. But here I am again. Lily is here from Haiti. Where are you guys watching from? Sunel says it is 23 minutes in South Africa. She's 0023. You know they have that military time. Unlike us Americans always trying to take the shortcuts. Okay, so what? how do you say 23 minutes? How do you say midnight? How do you say 1223 a.m. in South Africa? Do you just say it's 23 minutes? Do you just, it's tw- how do you say that? A clock. Is it 023? It's 023. 023. Come on now. Jasmine is watching from Montgomery. Tasha is here from Milwaukee. Elise is here from Detroit. What's up? The sugar honey iced tea. Is it, uh-huh, I get it. Took me a minute, but here I am. <laughs> She's watching too. What's up? What is going on in your world? The Poconos. Okay, somebody grew up in the Poconos. We see you. What is going on in your world? That's what I want to know. How have you been doing? Are you living right? First of all, camera looks great. We changed the lens because what we're not going to do is continue to be defeated by this. Lucifer, if you're listening, we will not continue to be defeated by this podcast, okay? First of all, we've changed so that this looks real This looks real good. 
I like this a lot. Do y'all see this? Okay, it's got a little depth of field in it. Okay, this look real nice. Okay, Lizzie says, let's get some Caribbean love. We love the Caribbean. We want to make you, we want to make a woman evolve Caribbean chapter. LJ Heath says she's watching from Trinidad and Tobago. We want to come over there. Okay. So anyway, we got the camera together. Um, it looks like the, it actually looks like the resolution is all right on today. Kaylee is in London. Hello, London. Jessica says, sis look like she's been drinking her water. Her face looking slim. Come on, slim face, slim cutty. Okay. Listen, so what has been going on in your world? Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? What is your prayer life about? It's March. March, listen, we are coming to the end of the first quarter of 2021. And, you know, a range of emotions so far. Um, I am reminded to come back to the place of gratitude because every now and then, I start to get frustrated and overwhelmed. And, you know, I think that when this first happened, we were bracing ourselves for when it's over. And there's merit to that because that's what we had to do to survive. We had to come to a place where we said, whoo, I got to brace myself for when this is over. One day this is going to be over. Now I'm thinking less about this being over and more about who am I going to have to be in order to endure it. Sometimes our initial reaction to trauma is to just get over it, right? We just swallow it and get over it. But maybe that's not what we should be doing. Maybe we should be saying, okay, if this is how I'm wounded, if this is how I'm hurt, who am I going to have to become to surround it? And that's where it says sound underwater. Your sound is muffled. They said I sound like T-Pain. Let me find a T-Pain song while we figure out the sound. Um, the, the first song that I call the bar, bartender is coming to mind, but... Let me buy you a drink. Mm. Oh, no, that's not saved. I'm going to take you home with me. Let me buy you communion. Ooh, I'm going to get you saved with me. No? <laughs> the sound isn't perfect, but I'm hearing you, sis. Somebody in here is Jonah and need to repent because this sound boat been going down for we Ashley. Tate, you're not lying. Somebody in the delegation is Jonah, and we continue to find ourselves underwater, okay? Um, but if I got auto-tune, I might as well sing from my heart out. Um, Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. I'm SJR. You know me. Convict music. Nappy boy. Ooh-wee. I know the church close at three what's the chance of you rolling with me does it still do i still sound like t-pain do i still sound yolanda says drinking ginger ale and laying down does not resolve trauma we like to think that necessary someone sent sjr a floaty indeed i need a floaty i need a floaty um what does it sound like now Crystal Robinson says, I want to donate a microphone for the delegation. It's not the microphone. The mic is, it's not the mic, I promise you. I, you know, it's not the mic. Come on, S. J. Nicole said, come on, S. Payne. She said, all right. Uh, what do I sound like? You cutting up today? So, oh, I think they mean I'm literally cutting up. It's still the same. Somebody said better. McKee says, you sound like you bopping for apples. <laughs> 
Uh, delegation, I'm trying to hold on to y'all. Okay, somebody said you sound much better. We can hear you clear. It's clear. So I no longer have, what we're saying is I no longer have auto-tune. Somebody says, okay, it's a little better now. Should I continue? Um, I'm going to buy you communion. Ooh-wee. Then I'm going to take you to the church. I got money for the offering. Ooh-wee. Shawty, what you think about that? I'll be in the great Cadillac. Oh, it's clear. Shaw said, Shaw said, you need to check your data plan because my data plan coming across clear. Um, somebody said sing a tune. Um, it's clear now. All right. Well, I guess I'll stop singing. You know what? But look at the camera, though. Don't worry about the audio. Let me tell you, there's a word in this somewhere. Okay, so today, camera looks great. Quality looks great. I'm loving this. What I'm not enjoying is the sound. But guess what? I fixed one thing. Now on to the next. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep stabbing at it until it gets right. Okay. Chanel says, "I hear you, sis." Candy says, "I'm so happy I made it to a live from Savannah, Georgia. We love it." Um, okay, so we love that. Aaron says, when you hit high notes, it goes out. That happens to me and um, Mariah all the time. Whenever we hit high notes, it, it just goes right on out. So how about that? And Honey says, the gym has bad Wi-Fi, but it's okay. I can hear that. All right, that's all right. That's it. Okay. Okay, so listen. Um... I guess I will stop. What have you all been doing? What is happening in your life? Okay. So the word of the month for Woman Evolve is courage. That's why it's above my head. Okay. Courage is the name of the game. That is what we're talking about this month. If you've been tracking with us, then you know in January, our word was messy and we took time to take inventory of our mess. We are not those girls who walk around pretending like everything is okay. We know that in order for us to change, we will have to confront our patterns, our paradigms, our emotions and issues. And sometimes that can get messy, but ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of messy. We fine with that. In February, as a matter of fact, we proved that there was nothing wrong with being messy by coming to a place of acceptance. I'm messy, but still accepted. That's all right. I'm still growing, still learning. Nothing wrong with still being a work in progress. And so we are messy, but accepted. In March, we want to exercise the acceptance of our mess by being courageous. Now it's time to put into action some of the work that we have been doing. If you're like, sis, you time my courage, but I'm still in January. That's all right. Let us still walk this journey out together because in the process of gathering courage, we're going to come to a place where we begin to recognize that even though we are messy, we can still be courageous. So can I ask the sound is in and out? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Shanti says the sound really needs rescuing. I agree. Um. Okay, so... I do, in my purse. You know what? I'm going to try one more thing, and if not, I'm canceling this episode. You've been warned. It's going to work or it's not going to work. Somebody says when you're very still, it sounds okay. <laughs> Ashley takes it and the letters are wronger than Laurie's A. First of all, I learned sign language at Vacation Bible School and we're not going to come for my sign language in that manner. Um, somebody says it's clear again. Okay. You know, I don't know. 
Well, too many people are saying that it's going out for it to just be some one person's. All right, whatever. Let's get through this episode because we don't know how much of this episode anybody's going to hear. How about that? You know, um, I'm going to do the best that I can. And then from there, we're going to move on. Somebody said it's clear now, much better. I'm going to try and stay. I'm going to try and stay just like this and not move. And then. And then we just going to be like this. I'm not going to move the whole episode. I'm going to just stay like this. All right. I tried to check on y'all to see how everything was going, but I don't have time to check on you. I got to get through this episode. I don't have time for the small talk. I don't have time for the chit chat. Okay. We got to get through this episode while the episode can still be heard. Okay. How about this? Ja'Kayla says, if you can't hear, this ain't for you. <laughs> Y'all can't come for people's. It's me. I don't, we're doing the best we can. Okay. It says it comes back, then goes again. Okay. Listen. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Stay still. Nobody move. Nobody breathe. All right. Hold on. I'm just pull up these stories. Can you open it on another bite so you can hear yourself? I just, you know, I just, we did on the YouTube and then it was fine on the YouTube. Okay. But here we go. Me. Frozen. Right here. All right. Listen, hear me clearly. It's time to rescue folks. Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is when we try to rescue people who have been out here doing a little cut up, okay? They've been out here. Somebody said, don't move. I'm going to be right here. I ain't going to move. I'm going to stay right here the whole time, okay? Here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. Rescue Eve. One, two, three. Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is for the folks who've been out here not minding their business. And here we go trying to rescue them. So we can't mind our business because they didn't mind their business. And now here we are not minding our business together, okay? So here we go. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move the story. I'm going to try to move the story. I'm going to try to move the story. Can you still hear me? <laughs> if you can still hear me and I can move the story, say amen. Just Michelle says my volume was down. Oh, okay, listen. Okay, here we go. Um, our first story. Our first story for today is about a carpool lane driver who got in trouble. Um, or the HOV lane, as we call it, where I'm from, is for those of you all who are so responsible that you travel with groups of people to to save on the in, the atmosphere and the environment is better because you carpooled and they give you a special little treat. But sometimes the carpool lane is also for people who have somewhere to be. And even though you not you don't have anybody in the car with you. You say to yourself, I am somebody. Jesus is somebody. The Holy Spirit is somebody. God is somebody. That's three somebodies in the car with me. Okay. So how about this? The story says something like this. The CHP said an officer stationed in Baldwin Park pulled over a truck traveling in an HOV lane on Wednesday because the vehicle's windows were tinted too dark for the officer to see if the driver had a passenger. First of all, CHP need to mind their business, okay? It is not your responsibility to be checking on folks' windows. Well, I guess technically it is. Mind your business. We in California. Somebody is somewhere needing some assistance, even unto right now, okay? We need somebody... You know, somebody's probably needing some investigation and some detectives and all of these things, okay? But anyway, they pulled somebody over because the tent was too dark, and the officer soon discovered the apparent man sitting in the passenger seat of the truck was actually a highly realistic mannequin complete with a COVID-19 face mask. I am 
upset about this COVID-19 face mask. You better stick to your lie. You you know that this person right here, you can't trust them with nothing, okay? Somebody who will put a face mask on a mannequin to make it realistic, you cannot trust them, okay? Um, Okay, complete with a COVID-19 face mask. The CHP said the mannequin was by far one of the best dummies we have ever seen. The the Which one was the best dummy? The mannequin? I don't know. The driver said he had been using the dummy to travel in HOV lanes for over a year before he got caught. The driver was issued a ticket for an HOV lane violation, which carries a maximum fee of $490. Can I tell you something? Sir, you better... Is this... Kai, this, that is great. Yo, y'all can't see it because you're listening and you didn't have time to be on here live kicking with us. But let me tell you something. This gentleman here looks like a real individual. He got a hat on this young man. This young man pays taxes. I, we need to rescue him. I wasn't going to rescue him because, but look at this. He gets, can we please rescue him? Can we send a lifeboat with a dummy in it to row it? We got to be able to rescue him. Delegation, what say ye? Danielle says, I want one. Shatina says, he's iconic. Taryn Hilton says, rescue the creative driver. Marcia says, I'm clapping for him right now, genius. I thought when they said mannequin, I was fully prepared for one of them gap mannequins. This young, precious lamb of God, when I say don't trust him with nothing, because how in the world could you come to such a place that you would even find this mannequin? Four hundred. He spent $490 to get this mannequin. EB says a full rescue. Tamio says he got he get a life vest for the dedication for sure. Monica Grace says that's a waste of a floaty. Do you think so? Jessica Love said, is that a cell phone in the pocket? It looks like something is sticking out of the pocket. Cassandra said, looks like my ex. You know what did it? It was the fitted hat for me. When he put the fitted hat on this young man, he definitely was giving somebody's ex vibes. Uh, Sexy Capricorn says, yo, this young man, this young man, I'm telling you, Amika says, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Christina Phillips says, got him a seatbelt and everything. He's locked and loaded. He's got on a flannel. He's got on glasses. He's got an eye mask. I'm telling you, whoever came up, whoever you are, sir, you are not to be trusted. But also hats off for the creativity. Uh, Davido says, did they confiscate the mannequin? I hope not. You... Probably they probably took it. Can we rescue him? I think that we should. I think the delegation, without a doubt, saying that that he needs to be rescued. Yes, rescue says Margaret. Jessica Ferris says rescue. Shantine says y'all. This is besides what is happening. But I'm in a meeting, dying, and my phone is on two percent help. We can't help you, sis. We sorry about you. Okay, Vanessa says yes, we can rescue. All right. Tamara says send the jet fish fry for the ticket. All right, all right. Let me tell you something. We're going to rescue him because he better. He better. And he better not at the same time. Um, can Let's run this one, okay? Um, 
A Tennessee businessman named Bill Doris died late last year. Condolences. The 84-year-old left $5 million to his 8-year-old border collie, Lulu. Let me tell you something. Doris' friend, Martha Burton, had already been watching Lulu for him for several years by the time he passed away, according to the report. Doris frequently traveled and wanted someone to care for her while he was away. Uh, WTVF in Nashville reported, I don't really know what to think about it, to tell you the truth, Burton told WTVF. He just really loved the dog. Lulu is a good girl. The will specifies that the $5 million is to be placed in a trust to provide for Lulu's care and that the dog should remain with Burton, according to your report. Let me tell you, the dog got $5 million? The dog, I, I mean, I, I was going to see if we could, who we going to rescue? The dog got $5 million. The dead, he can't rescue the dead. Jesus came to rescue the dead. Oh, glory. I bet the sound keep working on that. Okay, Jesus came to rescue the dead. There's no one to rescue here because the dog has $5 million. Do y'all want to rescue um, leaving $5 million to a dog? Can I say this? I have never met a dog that I would say to myself, I want to leave $5. I work too much. No, I Not $5. I tried, kids, this is safe space. We tried to get a family dog during the pandemic. It turns out the dog needed a different family. Um, the dog, it all happened very fast at this point. It's a blur. But in a moment of weakness during the pandemic, around the time of the virtual experience, actually, I said, wow, we need to actually experience a dog in our household. And in hindsight, I just, I'm not sure that that was the best decision. I say all of that to say I have not met a dog that I would want to leave $5 to. Um, and that's no shade against dogs because I know many of you all are dog people. But are you $5 million dog people or y'all not? How about that? Hmm. Dan says, rescue the delegation. We don't have $5 million. We don't have it. Okay. Lamaya says, who are we rescuing? We trying to rescue the man who left the man, the dog $5 million, but then Jesus is rescuing him. I'm, it's all a blur now. Um, Nicole says that's super salty. Ha ha ha. He didn't want to leave the money to nobody. That's what I'm picking up from this. What I'm picking up from everybody who thought that when I died, you was going to get something. Surprise. Woof woof. The only way you're getting it is if you bark. All of the, all of y'all, and he was 84. You know, it was somebody was like, oh, I got a great uncle somewhere in Nashville, and when he go, he probably gonna give me something because he don't have anyone to pass it to. Uncle said, Tuh, it's gonna go to Woofy. What was the dog's name? Woofy? Lulu. Lulu. Okay, Lulu said, I'm gonna be rocking that new, new, huh? Because I stay rocking that new, new, no. Okay, Norrell says, I will happily take care of that dog. When I tell you I will happily take care of that dog, when I tell you I feel I'm sensing that the dog needs a Lamborghini, I'm not sure. The dog wants to go to the vet. and I'm sensing the dog needs a vacation home. I would happily make sure that that dog was taken care of. Latoya says, a man's best friend. Nina says, not the mannequin with the COVID. He did. Okay. So are we going to rescue the dog, though? Smooth says, rescue all the dogs at the shelter. Send them the money. Okay. Amir says, I'm leaving my dog some money. That's my baby. Dogs get sick, too. They need food and toys. Let me tell you, dogs are expensive. 
Dogs are also expensive, and so I can see leaving the dogs some money. I'm not. I'm not here to hate against dogs. I love. Do- I think people love dogs, and I love them too. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm not sure if we love five million dollars worth of love. You know, that's love that I have not tapped into yet for the canine family. Tammy O says, "See, that's why we need to rescue the lady who watches the dog. That's who really need a rescue. That's who really need a w- rescue." Is I mean, here we are. Here we are. Okay. Um, Diva says rescue because she's the one with the money. We're going to rescue Lulu. Lulu, we your, Lulu, call me TT. <laughs> Come here, Lulu. Come here, Lulu. My name is TT. TT go to Maui. You see that? Wee, wee, wee. Lulu, TT, Maui, all of these things. Alberta says rescue me because I'm trying to be the new dog sitter. Yes, okay. Speaking of um, dogs, a lot of people was coming up for Lady Gaga because her dogs were kidnapped, dog napped in um, a shooting. And she offered $500,000 for them dogs. And I saw some of you all's prayer life really go to another level when you all saw that she was rewarding people $500,000 for the dog. Some of you, I've been asking you to pray all year long, been asking you to get closer to God all year long. And y'all said something, y'all saw something about a $500,000 reward for a dog. And some of you all started praying in a way I haven't heard you pray in quite some time. And I just want you all to know God heard you. And said, no, I'm a pass. Because somebody was praying that they would find them dogs. And Lady Gaga has already found them. They have been relocated home with her safely. But let me tell you something. If you couldn't, at this point, it's the principle of the thing. I think we should rescue her. First of all, obviously, she has $500,000 to reward somebody for getting their dog, um, for finding her dog. And secondly, there is something about somebody stealing from you where you want to at least have the final say. And the dogs were still alive. Dogs are like kids for people. You know what I mean? They're like kids for people. And if they're still alive and I'm still alive, I want to be with them. And so I think we should rescue them. What What would you all say about that? Um XOXOCC said, not you in our business. Am in your business. Somebody don't even live in Los Angeles was praying you would find them dogs somewhere in New York. Lord, let me find this dog in Kansas City, Missouri. Was walking around looking at folks' dogs. Like, I think that's it. I think that's it. Tracy, she said, I finally made it to your live podcast. We love you. Welcome. Jamie says, I was way more concerned for the man shot in the chest. No rescue. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and he fought. She said that he was, I mean, obviously he fought to keep them dogs. Um, Ashanti says she can have my dog for $500,000. Let me tell you that I'm tickled by that because not only can I not find your dog, but I can offer you a dog that could possibly just take up some space in your heart. Nothing will replace what you lost. Mariah Holden says $500,000. My social justice heart says that money could have been used elsewhere. But it's like family, though. It's not that simple. It's like family. I say we rescue. Delegation, what say you? And Tamio says, I said the person who stole him is the one who returned it. Probably once they saw that, it was probably some some hostage. People be out here being corny, and that's not what God loves. Stop being corny. Be different. Don't be out here being evil, okay? Um, All right, so one last rescue on today. 
The plane for United Flight 1061 from Fort Myers to Newark on Monday was taxiing and preparing to take off when a passenger said he accidentally hit the pepper spray on his keychain in Southwest Florida, Fox 4 reported. Joseph Grandy, a fellow passenger on the plane, told Fox 4 that he could feel burning in his throat. Everybody started coughing, and during COVID, everybody starts looking around. He told the TV station, I grabbed my mask. Passengers were given the option to get off the plane, according to the report. Grandy and his fiance were among those who opted to catch a later flight. Are we going to rescue this young man who traveled with his pepper spray? The world is crazy. People is out here kidnapping dogs, okay? So he accidentally hit the pepper spray. Can I tell you all also, if you're listening... Do have some level of protection out here with these crazy streets happening where they happening, okay? Have some level of protection. Ashley says, how you accidentally hit the pepper spray? I bought some pepper spray once, and all I could think about was making sure that I never accidentally hit it because it looks like it would seal your deal. Seal it right on up. Brittany Dion says, sir, coughing on the plane while people out here with COVID? No, not not something we're here for. Whitney Davis says he was just trying to be safe, LOL. I think we should rescue him as well because the world is crazy. Nessa says, no, rescue. T says, rescue. Things happen sometimes. Sometimes, okay? Uh, Jessica says, you can't cough anymore. I tried to rescue coughing, but the delegation was about half and half on that. But some of us are tired of our eyes watering from holding in coughs, so y'all don't think we have COVID. You know, um, some of us just have something that went down the wrong pipe. Some of us have allergies, and yet we're in a season right now where there's no room for that. Nikki says, where did he hide the spray to get in on that plane? You're right, because TSA said, I'm tired today, Okay. TSA usually does not allow you to make it through the gate with these types of things, and yet he had this opportunity. Jamie says, I'm clumsy like Mr. Bean, so I get it. Rescue him. All right. We're going to rescue him. You got to know yourself. She says, I'm clumsy like Mr. Bean. Love that. Love that for you. Think it's awesome. Um, Let's move on to Hail Mary. Let me tell you about Hail Mary. I was excited to see these stories come across because some of them, I think, are going to challenge us to dig deeper. Musician and poet Morgan Harper Harper Nichols reveals she's been diagnosed with autism at 31. Morgan Harper Nichols has been diagnosed with autism. The 31-year-old musician and poet opened up about the diagnosis in a blog post published on Thursday writing. Last Saturday, after a very, very long journey, I was officially diagnosed with autism. Years ago, I asked my doctor if he could refer me to a specialist because I thought I might be on the autism spectrum. Without even looking up from his clipboard, he smirked and said, you have nothing to worry about. You're perfectly normal. I wish I didn't take his word, but I did, she began. According to Nichols, this led her to continue mistakenly thinking issues she had been struggling with her with were her own fault and she just needed to do better and be more responsible. Among many assumptions about autism, some may think that autism is a mental health disorder when it is actually developmental. Now, I have actually dealt with mental health issues in my life. However, I didn't realize that there was more to explain what I was going through. Let me tell you why I love this. Because sometimes we think that if we are not 
diagnosed as children than whoever we have become as adults we have to just deal with. But there was something about this 31-year-old woman coming to a place where she said, okay, listen, I don't trust what has been said about me. And she got officially diagnosed. I feel like that's a word for somebody. So we're definitely giving her a Hail Mary. Evelyn says her music and art is so beautiful. She, Evelyn says, I love her. Abriel says, wow, I love this. Terrence says, come on, Morg. Let me tell you something. Sometimes like ADHD, autism, things that we probably didn't grow up hearing a lot about when we were children or they weren't as prominent or maybe we didn't have resources or access to the knowledge around the symptoms because of the internet or our communities are now more prevalent and prominent in our communities. I don't think that that necessarily means that it just became more prevalent, but rather people have more resources. And you could be an adult that has a legitimate developmental issue, developmental disorder that keeps you from showing up as your best self and maybe you've been penalizing yourself for not being able to focus or for not being able to calm your mind or for having developmental or speech issues and you think it's just something you have to deal with, but maybe there's a diagnosis connected to that. Ashley says, she is definitely talented, incontestable talent. Amika says, second opinions are important, especially with health. We love it. We love to see it. So yes, Hail Mary to you. Morgan, we appreciate you sharing your story with us. A Texas grocery store is also a part of our Hail Mary list this week. A Texas grocery store lost power and let people leave without paying. Shoppers paid it forward. Tim Hennessy remembers a collective groan on Tuesday as the lights went out in his local grocery store in Texas. He and his wife quickly grabbed their last items and pulled up to a checkout line 20 carts deep. Around him were a couple hundred shoppers some with only credit cards trying to stock up during a statewide emergency. The power had been going on and off in this Austin suburb as cold weather overwhelmed the Texas grid. But no one told shoppers to put their items back if they couldn't pay cash. When Hennessy got to the cashier, he said she just waved him on, thanked him, and told him to drive home safely. The show of kindness this week at the H-E-B grocery store in Leander, Texas, has gone viral. A bright spot in a crushing week for Americans weathering a deadly winter storm that left people scrambling for food and clean water. So if they didn't have the money to pay for it, they let them go. Hennessy uh, said that the people ended up paying it forward, though. Once things had um, kind of calmed down, they came back and had some major generosity. Um, but I thought that this was really dope. Um, there was a lot going on in Texas. If you guys are still in Texas, just know that we are praying for you and you guys are in our hearts and prayers. Wow. Absolute Bond Mama Alicia says, at 35, I was just diagnosed as bipolar in November after melting all the way down. I am so glad that you finally have some clarity and some help about what's taking place down on the inside of you. Do not feel ashamed. This is a part of life and a part of your journey, a part of your identity. And the first step to really come into a place of what healing and normal looks like you is a part of the diagnosis. Just wanted to comment on that. But this Texas story, Daniel says, wow, that's amazing. Mariah says, beautiful. My couch says, this is amazing. Destiny Matthew says, okay, camera quality, sis, y'all stepping up. It's the same camera. We just did a little something different. We got a different lens. We trying to do something. We just need the sound to be better. Okay, how about that? Jamie says, wow, now this is how you help people in need. Amen. I love it. Sherelle says, I need to move to this community. Hey, family. Yes, move right on in. We love that. Our last Hail Mary is for Misha Ross Porter. 
She will replace the New York City Schools Chancellor Richard Carranza and become the first black woman to lead the nation's largest school system, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced Friday. Currently, Porter is the executive superintendent of the Bronx. The 47-year-old will take over the school system on March 15th, which has over 1 million students and 1,800 schools. Okay, the Queens native is a New York City public school graduate who started as a youth organizer in the Bronx Highbridge neighborhood. We love to see it. She said, as a lifelong New Yorker, a product of our city's public school and a career educator, it is the honor of my lifetime to serve as chancellor. Yes, ma'am. When I say we love to see it, Kiara says, yes, queen. Monica Gray is giving you a hand clap. Amika says, yes, to black excellence. Taryn Hilton says, look at her smile. Congratulations. Yeah, she looks like she's going, like she just has a sweet spirit. You know what I mean? You know, some people just look like, wow, you look like you would be someone's favorite auntie and the person who we want to just snuggle up to and tell all our life secrets. That's you. And that we're proud of you. Thank you for paving the way. We love to see it. Okay. Uh, Donna says, get your flowers. Barbara says, love it. Yes, we do love it. You know what else we love? Kirk Franklin, do you want a revolution? Whoop, whoop. Do you want a revolution? Whoop, whoop. Oh, 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 oh. What's your favorite Kirk Franklin song? Let's talk about it right now. Love. A word that comes and goes. Melodies from heaven. Rain down on me, now behold the Lamb. Okay, this is a medley. What you thought? You thought that you was just going to come here and I wasn't going to have a medley for you? How about that? April says, did you see Kirk on Tiny Desk? I only saw clips of it, but I have not seen the whole thing. De'Ara says, 911 for sure. 911 featuring Bishop Jakes and Sarah Jakes Roberts. What? Okay, hello? Hello. Call y'all listen to 911 by Kirk Franklin and see if you don't hear my voice in the beginning. Hello? Sure. Hold on. Hello? You want to play you want me to play it? Hold on. I'm finna play it right now. <laughs> I'm finna play it right now. My kids love that song. I'm also Hold on. One thing at a time. Hold on. One second. Oh, oh, oh. First of all, that's when you knew the song was about to take off. When I said, sure, hold on. Okay, how about this? I have another fun fact for you all. I have also been in a film, okay? I was in Sparkle, the remake with Whitney Houston, okay? When they go to sing at the club, um, at the club for the first time, they came out looking like church girls. And what I do as a church girl... Is it, is, is it on there? You have the video? Oh, Malachi's going to play the video. <laughs> Are you playing the video? Malachi's trying to play the video. Anyways, um, that's me. Uh, KCM, I said, you better get your Grammy SJR. They, the, let me tell you, the Grammys have not given me my due shine, Okay. Um, <laughs> Ashley said you took too long to come to the phone though. You heard Kirk getting anxious. I don't think that was rehearsed. Uh, yeah, no, y you know, 
that's fine. The part, the thing is that I, I answered the phone though. Yeah, Donna says you said those dresses. Yeah, I was like, where y'all get them church dresses from? <laughs> and I found out that I did not. Oh, is it happening? Oh, there it is. Malachi found it. They're not going to be able to hear it, but at least they're going to see it. Nope. There it was. Sarah is in the trailer. <laughs> Somebody wants me to sing My Life is in Your Hands. Yes, David. Yes, I can sing that. I'm, I'm glad to. My life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can make it. Oh, am I? With him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Looking, uh, Miles is looking for you by KF is my hype song. Oh, 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 I've been right looking for you. I realized I went to a Kirk Franklin concert a couple years ago and got my whole life. I should have been so much like more cooler. I should have been calm and collected, but I got my whole life at a Kirk Franklin concert. Anyways, y'all. You need to get your whole life on the Kirk Franklin podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but you know Kirk is always one who has pushed the envelopes and he has invaded the culture and he's going to continue to do that with the podcast. His podcast is called Good Words with Kirk Franklin. It welcomes people from every cross section of life seeking inspiration and empowerment through intimate conversations, exploring faith, redemption, and the realities of today's world. Kirk invites us to see ourselves in the shared moments between him and his guests. The show provides a fun, and energetic outlet to lift people up, share trials and tribulations that guests have overcome along the way. There's a new episode every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. okay? Smooth says, sings SJR. Your low range is where it's at. You can stay there. But, but, but God has called me to go everywhere. <laughs> you can't tell me to stay low. When God has called me to go <laughs> when they go low, we go high shot. That's it. Okay. Um, all right. So it's time for advice sections. I'm going to let the comments catch up with my high notes <laughs> because I know someone was super blessed by that. Um, yes. How about that? Uh, Brittany says, it's so good, real. And they cuss a little bit. Kirk is all right with me. Let me tell you something. Our book for the book club this month is a Brene Brown book. Can I talk to y'all for a second? Okay, let me talk to you. First of all, y'all telling me to stay low and I don't love it. <laughs> um, all right, so listen. Uh, oh, truly says, send that note to no plans. <laughs> Ashley Tate says my window just cracked. That's what happens. Don't bring your glass bottles around me. Them glass, if you bring a glass around me, you need to know what's going. Was that Mariah Carey who used to do that? She used to do that and then the glasses used to break. If I had a glass right, I'd break a glass right now. Okay, how about that? Um, okay, so listen. Um, what was I about to, oh, for the, pot, for the book club. So the Woman Evolved Book Club 
I don't know if you guys know this or not. Womany Bob has a book club, all right? We get in there on Facebook. We're growing. We're changing. We're transforming. The same type of community that you have here on the podcast is what's happening over on the book club. But this month's book, we had to choose between two different books on the on our internal side. And I was like, man, I really want to do a Brene Brown book, but Brene Brown cusses. Now, listen, here's the thing. I know that you all have heard cuss words before, right? But as a pastor, oh, Shaw says you use them. Shaw says not only have you heard them, but you use them, okay? But as a pastor, I'd be like trying to make sure that I'm responsible with my platform. But there is change and transformation that needs to take place. And sometimes the voices are going to be voices that are maybe different than ours. They're not pastors, but they are people who have incredible thoughts and research and history to help us really become better people. So... Brene Brown does some cussing. Uh, Jay Nicole says Brene Brown's TED Talk is amazing. If you all have not seen her TED Talk, it is there's one on Netflix that will get... You talking about courage? Let me tell you some courage homework this month. Y'all need to watch Brene Brown's TED Talk. The one on courage, I forget what it's called. It is amazing. I sent it to like all of my girls... Daring, is it Daring Greatly? Is that the, the, okay, well, that's the book we're reading. I didn't realize that the Netflix special was Daring Greatly. Let me tell you something. It is phenomenal, okay? Nina says, the Lord ain't done with me yet. I let a few choice words slip through. That's all right. You know, just so y'all know, in the Bible, when he talks about cursing, he talking about cursing, okay? Cursing and cussing, two different things. But I don't want to get into a theological debate. And I'm not trying to encourage anyone to use foul language, okay? At the end of the day, you want to have a vocabulary and a feelings box that will allow you to express yourself so that you don't have to use inappropriate language. Cussing is inappropriate, but it's not always necessarily the way we like to call it in the in the Bible. I'm going to call you back when I get finished, okay? Stephanie Brown said, Stephanie Espinosa says, Brene Brown is my role model. Ray Ray says, vulnerability is beautiful. Indeed. Um, okay. KJ says, I just joined the book club and we love you. Okay. Uh, Cassandra says, I have a good friend that talks a little bit out of pocket, but her heart is good. It's, you know, you know, out of pocket be out of pocket Vanessa says oh wait cursing and cussing shoot let me start cussing once again let us not encourage inappropriate or explicit language it is inappropriate okay it's not ideal okay I'm gonna be quiet before I find my before I need a floaty <laughs> do y'all hear the water building up in my throat because I'm about to need a floaty out here okay Samuel Hemsworth says that I'm gonna call you back when I get finished is such a hilarious way to put a conversation away. When I say I'm gonna call you back, we say this at my house all of the time. Like if we're in the kitchen and somebody walks in and we was just talking about something we didn't want them to have any business talking about, we be like, I'm gonna call you right back. Okay. Anywho, listen, um, Ashley Tate, sis gonna be on the shade room for multiple things. When okay, if I end up in the shade room for this, can y'all not send it to me? <laughs> can you all please not send me when they post me on the shade room or my father for that matter. I don't like to be reminded that it's happening. B. Jones says, how do I join the book club? You can go to womanevolvebookclub.com. Uh, for April, my book, Woman Evolve, will be the book club selection. So that's that, okay? All right, listen. So advice time. This advice question is long as Monday. You know how long Monday? This advice question is as long as 2020. Okay, it's as long as the Titanic. It's as long as revival service. So put on your listening ears because it's also one that we can dig into. Okay, 
Hey, sis. First, I want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your whole self with us and providing this generation and those to come within a, with a sample of a modern disciple. It took me a few weeks to find the courage to write you and then a few more to put it all into words. I am a wife, mother of one, and full-time PhD scholar. From the outside looking in, I have about everything a woman would want in her 30s. However, my marriage has not been one I have been proud of. My husband and I are always at odds. In our five years of marriage, there hasn't been one year or period of love and peace, not even our first year. We got pregnant within our first year of marriage and postpartum depression hit me hard, so I can accept that I wasn't easy to love during that time. However, once I healed from that and tried to correct some of the emotional damage I created, things still didn't get better. We tried counseling briefly and it helped a little, but it became an expense we no longer could afford. We let two years go by and things intensified. My household life became very toxic. My husband became verbally and emotionally abusive anytime he felt he was being neglected. And during those times, I would stay and pray, calling myself being the bigger person and a good mother. Until last year during the pandemic, during one of his episodes, I left. But I came back shortly because things got complicated with trying to take care of our son with us apart. However, I had to leave again, but this time it affected my husband in a way it has not before. And just like the last time I came back because I thought we were getting somewhere because this time he agreed to personal and marriage therapy. Well, it never happened and we are back at odds. And though it's not due to him being verbally and emotionally abusive, it is because he won't go to therapy to heal from his childhood traumas. Now, I think this is a good time to tell you that I have not been the easiest woman to love. I've had to work through my own childhood wounds. And let me tell you, it took a lot of deep self-reflection and years of therapy, but I am a better person and woman because of it. However, it's been difficult growing as a wife when my husband is displaying behaviors that are triggers. I completely shut down or run as a defense. I literally emotionally separate myself and that I have learned just in and that I have learned just intensifies my husband's behavior because he's seeking attention. I know at this point you may have so much advice to give me and my family, but this isn't even the worst of it. Earlier this year, I found out I was pregnant. I was shocked because we had safeguards in place to prevent this. But to cut to the chase, I terminated the pregnancy without anyone's knowledge, and I now feel idle. I feel like a counterfeit, like a wolf in sheep clothing. I feel like I don't even know who I am anymore. I feel faithless and out of control. Deep down inside, I knew God could make a way for us, but my own fears and insecurities of myself and my husband clouded my vision. My fear of faith failing my PhD program, experiencing worse PPD, and even divorce with now two kids were all now possibilities for my future. So instead of trusting God and believing in the unseen, I allowed what I did to see what I did see to motivate my actions. Now I'm at a place where I am drifting away from God. Yes, I still go to church and try to pray, but I can't stop feeling like I don't belong in the presence of God. And the more I push myself to speak the word of God over myself, the more I condemn myself. Why call on God now? I did what I wanted to do. He shouldn't have to clean up the mess I made. I deserve some type of punishment or to experience some type of pain. And to tell the truth, I am experiencing pain. I'm grieving the loss of who I thought I was. I'm experiencing the true unworthiness of God's grace and at an already faithless place and just drifting. Friend. Okay. So you did, you shared a lot here. Um, I think your key issue is with the abortion that you experienced, the shame connected with that abortion 
and your still very present reality that you need God. I just want you to know that God is not for us because of what we do. It is because of who God is. And it's difficult for us to really wrap our minds around that because the only interaction we have with love comes from humans. And when you've had a human disappoint you in the area of love, then it is challenging to believe that there is a love that is so unconditional that it doesn't matter what you do, that that love still exists. The only way I can explain it, the closest I think that we get to experiencing that type of love is when we have a child and the child disappoints us, right? And the child maybe doesn't always do what we desire, but at the end of the day, you want the best for your child. Your child's locked up in prison and you still want the best for your child. Your child commits a crime. Your child drops out of school. Your child gets pregnant as a teenager. You still want the best for your child in spite of what happened. God still wants the best for you. And I'm going to take it even deeper. God was there. He knew that you had the abortion. God knew that this was going to happen. God knew that this would be a part of your story and a part of your journey. And God says, I can allow this because I can still use this even for my good. If she can come to a place where she can be vulnerable in front of me, where she can be honest and truthful and where she can come to a place where she can receive my love. This month we're talking about courage and the truth is that sometimes it takes courage to receive love. Oh God, I feel this. It is so hard to receive love because at the end of the day, we don't want that love to be taken away. We don't want that love to see us fully. And yet at the end of the day, we are deeply, deeply dying to be loved. Part of why you're having the issues with your husband right now is because you want there to be love in your marriage. You're hungry for love. You're so hungry for love that you even created this predicament where you ended up terminating the pregnancy because you didn't feel like it could produce more love. When we do not have love, we become someone that we are not proud of because we are searching for love in all of the wrong places. So... I can understand shame and feeling like I've messed up so badly that there's no point in me even trying to connect with God. But I'm telling you that the first thing you have to receive and understand, have the courage to receive, is God wants to love you because of who God is. It's just who He is. It's just who God is. God says, I love you. It's asking God to not love you is asking God to be someone He's not. rejecting God's love and saying that you're not worthy of God's love is attributing to God the characteristics that only come from man. And so the question really is not whether or not God still loves you because he does. The question is not whether or not you are worthy of God's grace because none of us are. The question is not whether or not we have the ability to show up in God's presence because we are able to do that. The question is, can we come to such a place where we can surrender to love? (laughs) You're watching this and maybe it's not even about love from God. Maybe it's love from a spouse. Maybe it's love from a partner. Maybe it's love from your friendship circle. Maybe you've been an island for so long that you don't even know how to surrender to love. But there is beauty in surrendering to love. I shared this story on the 
Hey you from February, but uh, when I first got married, I you know strong independent woman, single mother. I could take care of my children, and then I moved out here, forced into entrepreneurship. Had to really try and figure out like how I was going to care for myself. I've never been the kind of person who was just going to like sit back and you know not do anything, and yet my resources just weren't there, and I was late on a car payment because I didn't want to have to ask my husband for money because I didn't want him to think that I didn't have it together that. I didn't have my ducks in a row, that I wasn't financially responsible, but I literally had no resources. So my car payment was late, like late, late, like Experian was like, hey, bro, let me go on and get them points up off of you. And um, I finally had to tell him, I'm like, I'm struggling financially out here. Like I I don't have income. I, I left my job to move out here. I'm struggling. And my husband's like, why didn't you tell me? And I just didn't want, I could not surrender to love. Like I could not believe that he could love me and not change the way he felt about me or change the way he thought about me, even though I made a mistake. And I think one of the greatest lessons that I have learned in our marriage is learning to surrender to love. And so um, I'm praying courage over you, the kind of courage that forces you to be vulnerable enough to say, I may not deserve it. I may have messed up, but if you're still willing to love me, I'm ready to be loved. I'm ready to be seen. I'm ready to be held. I'm ready to worship from a pure place. To me, that is your chief priority is to come into alignment with your love and God's love for you to be in relationship with God. He said a lot of things that I'm concerned about. I feel like you need therapy. I feel like you and your husband may need to get some time apart so that you can both heal and determine what the vision is for your marriage. It sounds like a very toxic environment. And I know that that's not a part of God's will for your life. And yet you two are both toxic right now. You've got the poison of bitterness down on the inside of you, the poison of unforgiveness and who knows what poison he has. And our secondary priority beyond you having an incredible relationship with God is to create the healthy environment possible for your child so that you're not perpetuating brokenness. And so worship, therapy, getting in a safe space with you and your child. And I think that those are things that that you've really got to take into account. I want to find out what the delegation is saying here because I know they're going to help. When he says, when you surrender to God's love, he will teach you how to love yourself. He will teach you how to love yourself. He will teach you how to receive love. He will teach you, he will give you wisdom on how to navigate things. You will have a better perspective because you surrender to love. Jay Nicole says, that was for me. I've been an island for so long that I honestly couldn't imagine receiving love, but I know I deserve it. You deserve love. I say this all of the time. Like I wish if I could go back in time, if I could go back in time, I would tell myself when my family was still trying to show up for me in spite of me being ashamed of my teenage pregnancy, I would go back and I would tell myself like my son (laughs) was the greatest gift to me during that time because he loved me like he didn't care how old I was he didn't care that I didn't have it all together like he was my source of love I couldn't understand how anyone else could love me but my son my little baby would just love on me and hug on me and I know that it was his love that helped me to get through that because otherwise I feel like I would have just completely shut out completely or needed drugs or whatever to cope but it was because of him surrendering to his love that allowed me to feel healed. And yet my parents were there. My siblings were there. They wanted to love me. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't receive it. So if I could go back in time, I would not say that 
I would not say to myself that you need love. I would say to myself, awaken yourself to the love that is already around you and awaken yourself to the reality that God has brought together people, circumstances, situations that are a reflection of his love. Even though the person who wrote this letter feels that they are unworthy of receiving God's love, like God's love is still there. God's love highlighted this question. God's love said, we got to get this on the podcast. So you're watching this. I want you to know I love you. I love you. I love every scar. I love every wound. I love every achievement. I love every accolade. You inspire me as a woman to say the tough things and to still get up and want to be better and to want to be healed. You are still here. The gag is you're still here. That in spite of what happened, in spite of the mistakes you've made, God has still given you air in your lungs. In spite of the fact that you feel lost and confused, in spite of the fact that right now your life is a mess, you are still here. And so the question is, am I going to continue to live here, live here on this earth as half of myself, or am I going to undergo the process and the hard work of becoming healed and whole? Am I going to surrender to the fact that I want better for myself on my insides? I want better for my child. And that's the, that's the journey we all take. Shantina says, we clowned at first, but thank you to the author for this novel. It was necessary for sure. Latasha says, so rare and transparent. Keep pushing on, sis. Mariah says, I mean, that's so true. God's love reaches you, sis, wherever you might be or go. Okay. Um, okay, let me do this. Next question. Good day. My name is Victoria, and I am from Nigeria. Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts is my role model. God bless her so much. So I have a question I've been meaning to ask. I listened to Now Won't Let Go on YouTube a few weeks back, and I could relate and was blessed by all that she talked about. My question is, what if my now is filled with sin, lust? Do I obey my now? Do I stay with this sin and see what God wants to do with me? What do I do? I've been battling with lust for a while, and I do not want to continue it, but my mind tries to control me and disobey me by always lusting over someone. Sisters, pray for me. So, Victoria, when I said now won't let go, I didn't say sin won't let go, all right? When I say now won't let go, I am meaning the version of who I am supposed to be in God and the environment that is going to produce it exists in this now. And until I master now, it's not like just kick it in now. It's like until I master, grow, and develop from now, I cannot move or expect to move into next. And so your now right now is not sin. That is what is happening in your now, but that is not what your now is supposed to look like. And until your now looks like what it's supposed to be, now is not going to let you go. So now won't let go is ultimately about when Jesus goes back, has to go back with Mary and Joseph because that environment is going to develop him. That means that as much as he wanted to move on to what God has for him until he continued that development with Mary and Joseph, he could not move on. The same is true for you, friend. Like, Lust has control over your mind. You just said it right now. Like you try to do right and your lust pulls you back. You need the Holy Spirit for that. That's not something that you're going to be able to motivational speak your way out of. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to confront that lust demon head on. You need courage, okay, to do this. You need parameters in place. That means if you know that porn is the thing that trips you up, you need to put parental controls on your own computer. You need to only use your computer when you are around people. You need to give your computer to somebody else. You have to understand what your trigger 
triggers are, what causes me to keep falling into this lust. And then you need to lay that thing out before God and you need to break covenant with the thing that is keeping you from growing in development. Hear me clearly. You are listening to this podcast and the reason why you cannot be released from whatever your issue is, whether it's a toxic relationship or lust or porn or sin or drugs or gambling or spending or whatever is because you have made covenant with that thing. You love it and you think that it loves you back, but you have to come to a place where you say to yourself, I hate who I am becoming as a result of this sin. I hate who I am becoming as a result of this covenant. This covenant does not look like what God has for me. God does not want me to be a double-minded man, unstable in all of my ways. I try to do right and then I end up being pulled back. That is not what God wants for me. And so I want only what God wants for me. So God, I need you to help me break covenant with the thing that I love. I need you to help me come to a place where I hate it so that I can set up the type of parameters that allows me to break it. You may have to become someone you've never been before to break it. You may have to check into rehab. You may have to have an accountability partner. You may have to let people in on your dirty little secret. Part of the reason why we stay in covenant with our sin while we stay in covenant with our dysfunction is because it is our little secret. And I hear God saying, blow this secret off of that thing. You need some accountability. You need someone who's going to be getting on your nerves, checking on you to make sure that you aren't doing the very thing that you told God you no longer want to do. It is not enough to say in your mind, I'm going to change because sometimes our mind is so weak and so fragile because of the years and years of doing the same toxic thing over and over again that we have to borrow from the strength that God has placed down on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit and on the inside of others through accountability and friendship. And so, no, I didn't mean to say lusting and sinning in you now, girl. No, girl. Victoria, no. Okay. How are we going to be nicer to the world and you out here? No, girl. You got to come back. Okay. Get it together. Jasmine says, break the silence. Dan says, expose it. The enemy loves darkness. Ashley Tate says, we went from sweet auntie to demon bully quicker than instant grits. CM says, you just preach SJR. Sherelle says, SJR, tap on the screen. <laughs> when I say, if the camera wasn't so far over there, I would be giving you a good old, there you go, shot. Tap on it for me. You, stop it. Stop cutting up, okay? How about that, all right? Talking about, did I think now I won't let go meant for you to stand? No, girl. No, I don't mean for you to be sitting up lusting. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Now I don't mean stay in sin. Now I mean have victory over sin, okay? Jaleesa says, courage, right? I had to put the parental controls on my own devices. Victoria, reach out to me. Let me tell you something. First of all, Jaleesa, I see you out here with your courage. I'm telling you right now, you cannot trust you. You are raggedy. You will have you calling an exit you know is no good for you because you have been so weak for so long over this same thing over and over again. And if you come to a place where you're like, I'm about to be courageous, I'm not going to stray away from pain. Okay, let me move into snack and answer this question at the same time, okay? So the definition of courage, I had it pulled up earlier, but I want to give it to you exactly Word for word, what it says, the definition of courage says not deterred by pain, not deterred by danger or pain. Part of the reason why we end up not being able to have enough courage to become our better selves is because of the pain connected to growth. I am here to tell you right now that you are not growing without pain. You are not growing without struggle. Okay, when we're little kids, we keep growing and growing and it just happens so organically that you think you can grow without pain. So when it's time to grow on the inside, when it's time for your spirit to grow, when it's time for you to mature, you think that you can grow without pain. No, boo, sorry, your body tricked you. 
you, okay? The only way we grow on the inside is if we are willing to confront our habits, our issues, our thoughts, our dilemmas, and saying at the end of the day, I am willing to undergo surgery, okay? I'm willing to go undergo the inner surgery required for me to become, okay? And in order for me to become, that means I have to have some pain, but I am courageous enough to withstand this momentary pain so that I can have permanent healing. The pain is just momentary. It's just a moment of pain. Oh, but my moment been six months. Yeah, but this generational blessing is going to be 60 years, okay? This momentary, this temporary affliction is producing something down on the inside of you. And that something is God's glory. So yeah, I want you to have enough courage to come to a place where you're feeling like, all right, let's do this. I Can I be honest with you? I'm trying to make y'all really get gully with your issues. Like to really come to a place where you're like, you know what? I'm done. I quit. I'm not going to continue to have this same issue over and over again. I'm trying to make y'all some bosses out here and not the kind of bosses with a bunch of zeros in your bank accounts, but needles on the nightstand or zeros in your bank account, but you don't know how to sleep at night without calling somebody. I'm talking about the kind of boss that is like at the end of the day, I'm healed and whole enough to understand that if it's just me and God for a season, I can rock with that. If it's just me and my girls for a season, I can rock with that. God, my life may not look like what you've called it to be, but I know that I can work what you've given me right now. That takes courage, and that's what we want, and that's what we're going to be focusing on all month long, okay? courage. We got three different focuses that I'm going to share with you guys on the podcast. But if you are signed up for the to-go plate, you're going to get these. We're going to be talking about courage to be broken, which nobody wants to have, and yet it is necessary. We're going to be talking about worship throughout some of this week. Um, I want to pull up my thing here so I can hook y'all up. But joy, we're going to be talking about courage to speak up, courage to use your language. So listen, that's it. That's it for us this week. This is the Woman Evolve podcast, all right? And we about to get our courage game on another level. In the meantime, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying and believing that we can have courage. Alethea says, amen, I'm ready. It ain't ready, but I'm ready. Faithfully says, and God brought me through it. Come on. Jasmine says, stir it up. SJR Rashida says, I didn't get my to-go play. It came out. I got mine today. Check your spam box. The to-go play went out. For those of you guys who don't know, The to-go plate is when we send out a devotional each week, okay? And that devotional is a scripture, a thought, a prayer, an affirmation. You can get it at womanevolve.com slash connect, okay? Um, All right, so listen, let's pray. I'm going to pray for those of you watching. I'm going to be praying for courage, courage, not deterred by danger or pain. Oof. I'm going to be praying that God would allow you to go into the danger zone, that you would go into that place in your soul that you have marked as off limits because you're afraid that it's too much trauma, too many issues down on the inside of that. And I'm going to be praying that God will give you the courage to take the yellow tape off of your own heart, take the yellow tape off of your own soul so that you and your therapist, you and your pastor, you and your worship list can start cleaning up this mess, can turn a light on in the middle of this mess so that you can become who you are supposed to be. We don't have time 
Can I kick it to you real for a minute? We don't have time to be less than who we really are. I need you to be everything that you are in God. And in order for you to be everything that you are in God, you cannot stay confined to who you used to be or stay confined to the comfort zones that you have learned to live with. We're gonna have to be courageous enough to take the mask off, courageous enough to look our pain, to look our present, to look our issues, to look our trauma right down and say, you know what? I'm about to become somebody that God breathed his breath in because he knew that we could shake up this earth. I'm going to become someone who can establish the kingdom on this earth. And I may have to fight to do it. I may have to cry to do it. I may struggle to do it, but it's going to get done because I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. And this world is going to know that God reigns on earth because of what comes out of my life, out of my mouth, off of my laptop, off of my social media. It's time for a change. It's time for a transformation. And you cannot do it without courage. And God wants you to borrow his courage to get it done. So God, I thank you that we surrender. We surrender to your love. We surrender to your company on this journey. We surrender to your wisdom. We surrender to growth. God, we lay out our lives. We lay out the way that we function. We lay out the way that we do us. And we say, we don't want it if it doesn't look like you. God, teach us to cope with the intent to heal. Teach us to grieve. Teach us to pray. Teach us to worship. Teach us to open up our hearts. Teach us to tear the walls down, God. Give us courage to tear the walls down so we can really be free, so that we can really be seen, so that we can receive the love that you so freely give us, Father. I pray that you would give each of the women who wrote in today courage, Father, courage to break covenant with lust, courage to break covenant with sin, courage to break covenant with shame courage to break covenant with depression and to get the help that we need so that we can live abundantly. Father, all this month, I'm going to be praying that you give us opportunities to choose between being walled up or being courageous. Give us opportunities to choose to show up as the best version of ourselves, to mature, to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. We receive your spirit. We receive your presence. Let it fill us up and build us up. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you.